correct. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good. Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, 
Disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you I'm sure it would be adorable indeed. Now, I know what you're thinking, but can tentacle, tentacle porn exists? Tentacle porn exists. Yes. But they don't watch it. We do. Not the octopi, not the cephalopods. Listen, we're the only species out there that needs a safe word. That's all I'm saying. Now, I did this bit about two weeks ago, and another comic came up to me and was like, yeah, Ken, I don't know if I agree with that joke, because you've got to think about the bonobos. <laughs> Fuck the bonobos. Ooh, they have incest, they have an occasional orgy. Those fucking amateurs. Until I hear, oh, I forgot what this joke was gonna go with it, anyway, <laughs> until, until I hear about a bonobo getting off from having its balls stomped on, or even a simple, a simple bonobo airtight, don't talk to me about the fucking bonobos. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Suzuki rocking it out here for you guys. Animal sex makes me want to watch some Animal Planet tonight. Get excited. Yeah. Uh, your next comedian. Uh, is a wonderful human being. He's part of the Desi comedy, everything he runs. Uh, uh, the setup every Saturday at 222 Hyde. Uh, he's hilarious in his own right, and he knows how to read directions and follow them, which makes me so happy. Put your hands together for Richard Savante! Yes. You heard it here. I am funny in my own right. Okay? <laughs> I don't know what right you guys operate on, but you know, let's hope it's the same one. I did, I did all the tasks to be here today. I did. And I have earned the right to perform four minutes of garbage. 
I, this morning I woke up, I turned on notifications for the Mutiny Radio Facebook page. <laughs> I even put a different noise for that than the regular stuff on my phone. Most notifications on my phone are like, Bing! this one was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, 11, I don't know, 53, something was posted there. I did the tasks. Stephen Massey beat me somehow. <laughs> Is he already gone? I don't know how he did it. Um, okay, time for the garbage. So, anytime, like, there's a bunch of warrior stuff happening right now. <laughs> anytime this, like, sports season starts, I just know, like, okay, here's, like, I don't even know, two months of me not connecting with anybody. <laughs> it's just, like, hibernation for friendship. <laughs> just, like, I hope I made enough friends during the off season that <laughs> I can get through. <laughs> and I, I mean, I could have so many friends if I knew about sports. <laughs> it's just like, and I think it, I'll, if I could just fix the issue of like mixing up names of sports teams and the sports that they play, <laughs> I think I'd be like way, you know, I'd have a big advantage. Like, I don't know, like Warriors are playing, now who are they playing? The, the Earthquakes? <laughs> Chicago Earthquakes? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. Most teams are just named after n natural phenomenon, right? Just like, who are the Houston Flash Floods? Or <laughs> is that a team? <laughs> so I was like, where are they playing? Oracle Arena? Is is that where the the Ringling Brothers play when they come through? <laughs> um, I don't like. I don't even think I could be good at talking to people about sports, even if I did a bunch of research. Like, I don't know. Someone would hit a home run, and I'd just be like. Oh, you know, Jackie Robinson did a bunch for civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. <sighs> All right. What else is going on? Uh, Passover was recently. Jewish. Yeah. Is, it, is it done? Saturday. It's finished on Saturday. Oh, so it's still going. We have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the story of Passover, right? Like, uh, you put sheep blood on your door so God knows not to give you the pestilence, right? <laughs> That's good. Like, I, I use the same tactic on Muni. <laughs> you know, like I just cover myself in sheep's blood and then, you know, the inspector knows not to ask me for my ticket. <laughs> this guy probably has, you know, some other business. Um, I, I was uh, in the bathroom at work and uh, underneath the stall, I saw my coworker's badge, and it was just weird, like, because in his badge, he's, like, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> but then the sounds he's making, it doesn't really sound <laughs> like he's smiling. I was just looking at a badge that's, like, <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> um, on the sidewalk over uh, in 16th and Mission, I saw on the uh, ground it said, uh, "Die, you yuppie scum." <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, but a yuppie? I mean, that's just a young urban professional. I mean, like, we want to be young, right? We want to be urban. We like being professional, right? I don't know. It's just like, do we just hate all three good things for a person? Just like, what about like, I don't know, toned, intelligent doctors? <laughs> you know, like titties. <laughs> titties are destroying San Francisco. <laughs> all right, one more. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
I was uh, talking to my friend uh, yesterday about like what kind of drunk are you? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm like a happy drunk. You know, I'm not like introspective. I was just wondering, do, uh, is that like for other drugs too? Like, do crackheads talk about the same thing? Like, like what kind of crackhead are you? Oh, I'm like an introspective crackhead. You know, like <laughs> I miss my father. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Keep it going for Richard Savata. Yeah. Taking his backpack on stage. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. All right. I just want to check to see if Christopher Jarmillo is here. There he is. All right. You want to go up next or you want to wait a couple people? Oh, you'll go. All right, you guys. Your next comedian. Funny guy. Laugh and clap your hands hysterically for Christopher Jarmillo. Sorry. I was, I was late. I, uh. I usually do stand-up somewhere else, and I went, I, I was going, I navigated there, so, and that was obviously not here, so I, um, so yeah, I, 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 I wanted up being late. I liked your act, Florentine. I like that you played to this side of the, you, I, you like, were like, oh, fuck these people. Um, anyway, hey, guys, yeah, you're, what? <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to, so. that's, that's weird. That's, that's odd. You should not. It doesn't have eyes. I guess it has, a, it has you. He, was she looking at you a lot? I felt like she was looking at me. Oh, she was looking at the piano, man. Are you? Yeah. Are you, are you disappointed? I, I still go with the illusion that she was. <laughs> can you, hey, on the radio, can you even hear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh okay, good. Okay, I, I just feel like there's. I'm just talking, and then all of a sudden there's just silence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, oh yeah, da da da. And just we're just hanging out here. I don't know. I I thought it was funny when you yeah the, the first the first day you were explaining like how the mic was on and off and you're like this is on this is off so all, but I imagine in the like on the in the radio all you heard was this is on this is on oh but this one goes too okay oh oh okay oh there's a lot of them oh awesome okay awesome awesome what I just said we're hot here all the mics are hot that's a mic joke that's it okay all right. <laughs> Good, good, good. I'll let, you, I'll let you guys talk amongst yourselves. I, why do I need to figure out a set? Jeez. Uh, anyway, what, what, what have I been, oh gosh, what have I been doing? I, I, did, I, did, I did, lately, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm, I think I'm a very emotionally oppressed person, but I think it's kind of funny, like, what, what like, these things have been happening, like, where I've kind of, like, like, I'm all, like, something emotional happens and I'm about to cry, but I, like, and I, I just find I have a weird, like, reaction to it. Like, I, something happens, and I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, jeez. I almost had a human emotion there. Ah, I, uh, I held that back. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just think it's like, like, I don't know. Like, am I, like, I feel like there's something inside me that's like a, like, a, like a freaking center in the NBA. And it's just like human emotion. Get that shit out of there. Unless it's, unless it's anger or disgust. I do not want it in my. You don't bring that shit in my house. Freaking no, 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 no. Ah, okay, that was a little depressing. I'm sorry. I brought the, brought the mood down, I feel like. I feel like everyone's like, oh, he's, he's, he cried and he can't do it. Um, <laughs> I like the nervous laughter, yeah. Deans. Thank you. <laughs> it, was more, it was more pity, Chris. It was more, I was like, Again, you guys are killing worse than better than I am. I've just, yeah, great. Jeez, you, we should just like record you guys, just like uh, talking amongst yourselves. Yeah. What? Oh, thank you, thank you, Florentina. Thank you. Right. Um, you know, I've been having a hard time like actually writing comedy. Like, uh, 
something, something screwed me up. Like I think, you know, you kind of think of concepts and you think of weird things. And then like, I don't know if this has happened to any of you, but like, okay, recent, like la my, la the, uh, my last act, I talked about like uh, people marrying things. And then like, I think, I thought, oh, well, they'll marry things. They must be wanting to fuck them. I actually look like there's this woman that she's actually you might know her. She's from San Francisco. I guess she married the Eiffel Tower. And my first thought was like, oh, she married the Eiffel Tower. She must want to fuck it. And I actually there's a documentary, and I thought, oh, this is silly. Yeah, she wanted to fuck it. But then I watched the documentary, and the first thing she says is like, yeah, I'm I'm in love with the Eiffel Tower. The big sadness in my life is I can't fuck it. She like I I was like, oh, you just. Okay, I guess I'm like, I'm not as weird. I can't think of something weirder than what actually happened in reality. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> but, like she went through, I guess she like was like in love with like a, like a bow and arrow and stuff. And I don't know, it was just, I guess she like there's people who have a fixate. I don't have a, I don't have a punchline for people who are fixated on objects. Um, but anyway, hmm, do I have anything else to say? Uh, but hey, oh, here, I, somebody, a nice friend gave me a joke. Okay, hey, w did you hear about the <laughs> no, uh, uh, Oh, what, what did the, uh, why did the uh, woman marry the uh, Berlin Wall? Because she had, oh, I, because uh, she wanted to marry somebody that wasn't afraid to go down on her, or go come down. I messed that up, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not put up for Throwback Thursday uh, when I was 26 years old and I'm sleeping with a karaoke microphone on a sofa like this. I'm like sleeping with it because I didn't, I didn't want anyone else to sing it. They'd have to rip it out of my cold dead hands. So I might marry a microphone someday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have a great picture of me like snug, snuggling it in my sleep. Like, I love you so much. Your next comedian also loves a microphone. She's a very funny lady. I'm excited every time she's here. She gets funnier every time I see her. Clap your hands together for Jenny Hogan. So I, I'm from New York originally. I went to a small uh, all-girls Catholic school. And my parents told me that they wanted me to like go to an all-girls school so that I would have goals outside of just like chasing boys. Uh, which worked because I spent like most of my childhood with like the sole goal of trying to touch a pigeon. <laughs> because the pigeons in New York are like way different from the pigeons in San Francisco. Honestly, like that's probably the biggest difference between New York and San Francisco is the pigeons. Like in San Francisco, they fly really low and you feel like they're gonna hit you. You guys familiar with this? Maybe you're just used to it. Cause like, yeah, right? But in New York, like the pigeons, like you can't even get near them. Like it's, it's really, it's uh, quite difficult to touch them. They like run away as soon as you come after them. Um, and uh, this has really, uh, prepare me well for like dating basically because that's also kind of the difference between New York and San Francisco. Um, there are like a lot, there's like a much higher uh, female to male ratio in New York, people say. Um, and I kind of always suspected that like boys took their cues from pigeons, so seemed accurate. Uh, I've been told that it would be better if I did some like act outs on stage. Um, so I'm gonna do a pigeon in New York <laughs> versus a pigeon <laughs> in San Francisco. Okay, like let's, I'm. I can't do it. Okay, good. Done with that. It's really embarrassing. 
Um, maybe, yeah. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Never doing that again. No, I'm just embarrassed. <laughs> Trying to be a pigeon. Okay. Um, yeah, they're just like really, like low, I'll be like this. <laughs> okay, I'm moving on. I have more jokes. Um, so I, uh, I work at a tech company and we are trying to recruit more women. We have very few women right now. We have a difficult time when women come in for the interviews because uh, no one ever wants to like say anything bad about them basically because they're afraid that they'll look sexist. So we had this woman come in the other day for like an engineering position and the issue with her was that she didn't speak English really. Uh, which I, I didn't mind honestly because I have a lot of coworkers who I think it would be a lot better if they made less use of their English language skills. Like, um, the difference between, I work with a lot of people who are not native English speakers, and the thing I notice is that non-native English speakers think before they say things, um, which I think like kind of some of my other coworkers should do. But anyway, so we're like assessing this woman, basically. We're doing a recap. I'll, I'll act out the recap. We were sitting down. <laughs> uh, we were sitting down, and uh, my boss eventually, everyone's kind of going around, like no one's saying anything, and eventually my boss is like, uh, you know, I think she might just be like a better fit like for a different role at a different company in China. <laughs> and, uh, um, but we, we're not really like successful at recruiting women because we're not doing the right things. Like for one thing, we don't hire them when they come in for the interviews. But we also, we have a lot of perks that are like very much just like geared towards men. Like we have like free beer, but like we don't even have plan B in the medicine cabinet, you know? Um, I learned this morning. <laughs> and, and we just can't tech companies with like better support for women looking to terminate their pregnancies, you know? Because like at Google, they cover the cost of an abortion, and at Facebook, they do the abortion on site. Like this is real. Uh, there's a guy, his name is Frank the Aborting Man, and he has an office, it's right next to Sheryl Sandberg's. So you can go get your free lunch, you can get your free abortion, and you can get back to fucking work, you know? Uh, it's called leaning into a hanger. <laughs> Very funny set. Your next comedian, uh, he is a special individual because he is very supportive of the scene, meaning that he was here all Monday, waiting to do everybody's sets, and then we didn't have time for him. So I was like, you have a special set. So you guys have to be really special right now and clap even bigger than you've clapped before. For Johnny Isaacs. <laughs> Um, uh, excuse the notes, everyone. This is a new, new material for Monday, which I didn't get to do. So um, <clears throat> this is Tim. Tim is my husband. He has never seen me do stand-up before. Uh, and in honor of that, I'm going to do jokes about him. <laughs> Won't that be fun for everyone? Except Tim. Um, so our anniversary is coming up very soon. Three years. Green card very much. Green card very much. Uh, no, we didn't really get married for a green card, but it was a handy help. Uh, it definitely helped us do things like live on the same continent. Really useful things for a relationship. Yeah. Um, honestly, I never thought I'd get married. I was, uh, I was this sort of weird combination of a romantic and a skeptic. Like, I was a big Disney fan as a kid, so I always thought, you know, I want that really big love at first sight moment, and I'll spend the rest of my life with that person. But I also knew that would never happen. Like, not in uh, no fucking chance in hell. And then I met Tim, and I was like, wow, he's really tall. 
being married like number one you have a ready-made excuse to not hang out with anybody that you don't like it's like Tim's really busy right now he's got a lot going on uh, and he doesn't like you um, but the, the one of the best things is uh, you can always no matter what use a carpool lane it's great. It's really handy. Um, uh, and the other thing that is very handy about Tim specifically is having a very bad back, he has a disabled placard. So the parking situation is fantastic. Because <laughs> this city is fucked up for that. So that's really helpful. Um, and yeah, we have, a, we have a big age gap. There's a 22 year age gap between us. Tim is eight, but he has that Benjamin Button thing. <laughs> so it's really good because nobody knows I'm a pedophile. <laughs> Nobody has a clue. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know if any of you saw this, there was a really interesting article this week uh, that said that scientists think they found the leading cause of paedophilia. And it's really obvious, no one would have thought about it before. I can't believe we didn't know. It's, uh, it's, it's sexy kids. Yeah. Really sexy kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, one of Tim's favorite jokes is when people ask us, uh, as they often do, where we met. He likes to tell them that we met in an Amber Alert. <laughs> Which isn't a thing in the UK. So after he told this joke to like 15 people, I had to go look it up. And I was like, oh, he's a keeper. He's <laughs> definitely a keeper. Uh, we actually did meet online. We met on a website called biggercity.com, which is like OkCupid for big, fat, hairy gay guys. And, uh, and they're admirers, um, which is very true. Like, for instance, when I was a kid, my um, celebrity crushes were John Candy and Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> But uh, because we have such a big age gap, a lot of people uh, just automatically assume that I have like daddy issues, which is kind of fun. But actually, I have a really good relationship with my dad. Like he's really supportive, and he's—I came out really young, and he's always been great, and he gets on really well with Tim. But he's also bipolar, so that could change any day now. <laughs> so you know, it keeps you on your toes. You just never know what's going to happen. Um, uh, but actually. In actual fact, I don't have daddy issues, uh, but there are some really great things about uh, being with an older guy who he's lived, he lived alone for a long time, he's really self-sufficient, he's a great cook, he's great at cleaning, uh, and so it's like I get to have sex with a six foot seven, 250 pound version of my mum. <laughs> <laughs> but no daddy issues, none at all. Uh, but actually, we're a, we're a very progressive 21st century San Francisco gay couple, so we're, uh, we're looking for a third. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot of couples do this in San Francisco. We are, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, uh, some people call it a thruple. Sometimes they call it a triad, but not the, like, not the like, Chinese mafia triad, like a, like a three-way triad. Uh, but the main reason is because we moved over to the East Bay recently, and the bridge carpool lane is three people. Ah! Thank you very much. to get over from Oakland. Fan-fucking-tastic. All right, we're moving the happy hour right along. Moving on to your next comedian. You guys put your hands together. It's Christopher Guerrero! Hey, everybody. How you doing? Ooh, love that response. Uh, yeah, so I live in Richmond in the East Bay. Not on purpose. 
<laughs> yeah. One thing about living in Richmond, I hear sirens almost every night, which makes it hard for me to sleep. But now it's getting to the point where it's hard for me to sleep without hearing sirens. <laughs> you might say that sirens are like whale calls to me. <laughs> but now that's becoming a problem because one time I was driving and when I heard a police siren, I fell asleep at the wheel. <laughs> now you know why I'm paying a lot for car insurance. <laughs> yeah, another thing about living in Richmond, I hear gunshots at night. Like there was this one time I was about to leave my apartment to go to the store. And when I get to the door, I hear this. So I turned around and I said, never mind. I'll just stay home and have Pop-Tarts for dinner. <laughs> yeah. So my girlfriend is a blue-eyed, blonde, Caucasian, which means I've achieved the American dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm not picky when it comes to a woman's race. I've been with black women, white women, Latinas, Asians. You might say that my penis recognizes affirmative action. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, when I see a beautiful woman, I do not see skin color because I'm too busy looking at her tits and ass. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that white women are very curious when it comes to hooking up with someone outside of their race. Like, a white woman would go out with a black man to see if it's true that all black men have big dicks. And a white woman would go out with a Latino to see if it's true that all Latin men are horny as fuck. And a white woman would go out with an Asian guy to see if it's true that they are good at math. <laughs> and if that... <laughs> <laughs> and if that's true, then she has found someone to do her taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I read online about this pastor in Texas who has threatened to set himself on fire as a way of protesting the legalization of gay marriage. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. That's way better than my punchline. <laughs> okay. Great. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a big animation fan. I love watching cartoons. But there are certain cartoons that left me with unanswered questions. Like, how is it possible that Speed Racer's car can jump over cliffs, go underwater, but it can't keep that kid and its monkey from getting in the trunk. <laughs> it's weird. That car is bulletproof and fireproof, and yet it isn't childproof <laughs> or monkeyproof. Very bad designing there, Pops Racer. And why is it whenever Scooby-Doo and the gang split up to look for ghosts, and when Fred and Daphne are all by themselves, Fred never makes a move on Daphne kind of makes you wonder why he wears that ascot in the first place. <laughs> and how come we don't know who Casper the ghost was before he became a ghost? Apparently, Casper was a young child, but we don't know how he died. <laughs> I mean, for all, for all we know, he could have died of a crib death. 
<laughs> or a late-term abortion. Maybe he was babysat by Casey Anthony. We don't know. And on that happy note, my name is Chris Guerra. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Back to you, Pam. references because I was born in 74 so I know what Scooby-Doo is which makes me really happy before they started those stupid remakes with those dumb movies and the same thing with the Casper movie I mean it was really good it did have Christina Ricci in it looking hot as like a 12 year old as she should before she had her boobs still hot doesn't make me a pedophile or a lesbian I'm just saying aesthetics are real everybody your next comedian is also very aesthetically pleasing and you guys are going to love his jokes. Everybody put your hands together. It's Adam Strawbridge. Hey, guys. Uh, last night, I went to an anarchist book fair. To its credit, it was terribly organized. Uh, uh, they gave it out an itinerary. Number one said, like, introductory remarks in minutes, and then two through ten were fuck the state. Uh, didn't really learn a lot. Good spread, though. Great spread. I made a mistake last week, and I tried to, like, reconnect with my dad, because I feel like I'm older. I'm kind of an adult, so I can relate to him as a peer. So I asked him, like, how was I as a kid, as a toddler? Was I, like, a manageable, was I a good kid? He said, no, you actually, you were a huge brat. Uh, he told me that the custody battle over me was, like, a really expensive game of hot potato. So, <laughs> how rude. Uh, my dad's mean. He's a dick. We were walking down Market Street. We passed this woman with a cardboard sign. She was down on her luck. It said, I'm hungry. My dad, like, knelt next to her and said, hi, hungry. I'm Steven. <laughs> That's why we don't talk. Comics love to kvitch about dating apps like Tinder and all that shit, but you don't hear a lot of talk about the gay dating apps because they're kind of like a different scene. Uh, they're very assertive. It's hard to tell if sometimes that you're on a gay hookup site or just like a really, really aggressive pet adoption website, you know? <laughs> get messages like, looking for a cute pup to tame and dominate, um, <laughs> or like, want a furry critter to keep me company, <laughs> or I got one that was like, cutie looking.